Ramble. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of You Can Sit With Us. You've got Maggie and Ariel and Rachel and Becky. Um, Today, we're actually going to be talking about female friendships. Um, Where'd you get them? How'd you lose them? Do you make new friends? All the drama that ensues, all the wonderful things about female friendships. But first, got to do a check-in. How was everyone's weekend? It was good. So bad. Zach and I are setting up <laughs> a little tiny, tiny corner of his office as a little home gym. So we Ooh. like we're making room for that. So we were moving stuff, getting rid of stuff. My little sister came and took some furniture. So we were just doing that all weekend. Oh, we're still doing house projects. My uh, So my parents were living with us for the last few weeks and they left on Sunday, which is bittersweet. Um, it was fun having them here. But uh, the house is a lot quieter without an extra dog and an extra two people. Aww. Uh, yeah. Working on house stuff. We're moving West into his new toddler room in the next couple <gasps> days, which is very exciting. We'll have to do a tour. It's, uh, it's super cute. I, I spent a lot of time like painting it and wallpapering. And I'm, I'm really, really excited for him to sleep in there. He loves his new bed. He has like a big boy twin size bed. And he's just precious. Aww. He wants to read on it at like all hours of the day. Oh, I know. Muffin. Is he Thank sleeping you. in his toddler bed now? Not yet. Not yet. We haven't okay. moved him yet. Okay. He's still in his crib. Soon though. Soon. It's but this time he can't fall out. We've, oh. It has rails all the way around. Bumper cars. Yeah. <laughs> or bumper rails. <laughs> yeah. It's got bumper rails. You made rails. adjustments. Oh, you know what is an exciting thing that happened? And by exciting, I mean not exciting at all. Um, for anyone who owns their own washer and dryer, you might not know this, but there is a national coin shortage. And <sighs> Keith and I have gotten to the point where our local bank has no quarters. So quarters <gasps> is how we do laundry. So we have $10 left. Today I'm going to do towels. But on Sunday, we went to the bank and the grocery store. And the grocery store had no quarters. And they said, even when they get quarters, this is what the bank did too, is they'll only give you one roll per person. That's wow. terrible. I know, it's crazy. Take it, to the, take it to the old office. You know, the old office is very gross to me. <laughs> it's just, there are too many creepy crawlies running around. And I think one of the, it's either the washer or the dryer doesn't work anymore. Oh, something's oh. messed up, Keith said. You know what this means? It's just time to buy a new house. No quarters, <sighs> buy a new house. Honestly, we are trying that. so hard. <laughs> so you hard should to buy email your landlord. In the meantime, we emailed our landlord and they actually switched the payment system to tap. But as soon as they switched the machine, the dryer doesn't work. The vents have been cleaned. Zach's oh. laundry's all, it's like all up here on the curtain rack in our bedroom, in our bathroom. Oh. Bowie's been having a heyday with all the socks drying out. We have like a collection of socks because of him. I would love to be able to email, but we don't. E- um, our landlord doesn't use computers. <laughs> he is a oh. seven-year-old Cuban man. <laughs> and oh. if you talk to him, you're there for about three hours. <laughs> Sounds like explaining a, like a tap system to him would be more difficult than it's worth. It would, yeah. yeah. It it would cause more chaos than really anything. Our washer dryer for the building, there's two washers, two dryers, is right underneath where our bed is. 
so we can hear it every once in a while, but not in like a loud way. It's actually kind of calming. But one time the dryer broke. So it was like, bang, 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 bang. And Keith and I tried to sleep with it for like, we probably got like three days with it broken. And then I went to talk to Frank and it was no joke from going to him to going with him downstairs to show him the dryer was an hour. Oh, wow. We spent an hour together. Chatty. He's a chatty, chatty man. But he's really Although, nice. Becky, you well. are one of the like, you know, nicest, most talkative people that I know. Mm-hmm. So, look, I try know. and keep the conversation low. Yes, no, I don't elaborate. I try and get <laughs> get to the goods with him. I feel like I feel like I could totally see you being like, "So, how's your daughter?" You know, like <laughs> Oh, I like your shirt. My dad has one of those. <laughs> now, Frank and I are a little like 50-50. We're either like really good or really bad. Like our, there was one time our windows have in front of us have like low open windows and he put plants in front of them that he comes and he waters. Well, he wasn't like for months, he wasn't paying attention and he was literally shooting the hose into our apartment. So there was one time where I was home and he did it. And I like went outside. and I was like, Frank, there is water all over my floor. You're, you don't even care about us. Oh, no. He comes at us too. you know, no floaties in the pool. He made me def- deflate a floaty in front of him when we first moved <gasps> in. It was so no sad. floaties. That pool has so many rules. So many. That oh, pool is not for fun. And it's in nope. the center of the complex. So anytime we go over to Keith and Becky's house, we all walk by the pool and are just like, we can't, <sighs> we are not allowed. Put our hands up at the gate. I know. We are not allowed. Rach, what'd you get up to? I took the girls to the beach this weekend, which was cute. <gasps> it's very sweet. It takes them a long time to get their like uh, bravery up for the waves. But then oh, yeah. once once they do, they're like running towards them and you have to rescue them a bunch because they'll just get knocked down with any wave. They're so short. They're so shrimpy. Well, guys, this weekend, another thing that I did was go through 500 of our emails. <laughs> that was the tip of the iceberg. There were so Bravo. many more than that. Yeah. Um, and one of the, a prevailing question that people had for us was about making friends and particularly like making friends in your 20s and 30s. Um, I did have an email and now, you know, it just didn't get pulled up on my phone, but I'm pretty sure it was from someone named Alicia. So Alicia <laughs> wanted to know, how do you make friends in your 20s? You guys got any any tips and tricks for making friends? I am terrible at making friends. What's the last? Everyone go around and let's talk about the last friend that we made. It probably was in my 20s, which was over five years ago. <laughs> I know it's hard. I feel like when we go to parties, too, or like get togethers with people, you almost find comfort in staying around the people you know. And it's really jarring when I think I've been to a couple ones with Zach. You guys weren't there, but. I don't I don't know why big social settings where you feel like you have to kind of put yourself out there can be really scary, especially because uh, in elementary and high school, you're just surrounded by these people day in day out. And you just have like an extended period of time to kind of get to know each other. Whereas when you go into a social setting, it's kind of like either you become friends or you don't like this is you'll probably never see 
this person again. Or you or you might, depending on what kind of social setting it is. But I did make a friend in quarantine. And it did take me many weeks of like gathering up my courage to like talk to this person. So we go on walks or I go on walks every day with Bowie out like when I get home from work. And Zach happened to come with me on this one walk. And there was this girl that always walks her lab and she has like the same treat pouch I do. Her lab is super cute. I wanted to make a new little like walking friend that Bowie could walk with because he's not seeing other dogs. We don't have another dog. And I saw her and it was like months would pass. And I'm like, Zach, I'm going to talk to that girl where she's going to be my dog walking friend. And Zach was like, okay, talk to her. And then we passed her. He's like, why didn't you talk to her? And I was like, I don't know. I just got scared. I don't know. I don't know what happens if she rejects me or thinks I'm crazy. (laughs) So like a month later pass and we have, we, she's like listening to, I, I think she listened to podcasts, but she's always with her headphones on. And I was like, hey, hey. And she didn't hear me. And I was like, oh. And Zach saw and he was just like, oh my God, you are ridiculous. So we passed because she was coming on the other side of the street. So we switched directions. And Zach's like, here, I'm going to get your attention, her attention for you. And she's like, hey. And I striked up a conversation with her and I was like, if you ever want to go like walk our dogs together, here's my number. And now oh. like at least once a week we get together. That's so cute. <laughs> oh That's my so gosh. sweet. <laughs> and it's really so because we're like socially distanced. We wear our face masks. Our dogs like mm-hmm. just walk next to each other. They get along great. It's really cute. Just don't be scared. And I guess with that situation, it was just like a one-on-one. Either she could have just blown me off and not like replied to my text or I know where she lives. So it's you know, I would see her. So I think I kind of forced her into becoming my friend. <laughs> well, that's good. It's a good thing it turned out well. Yeah. And it, and it seems well. like you vetted her for a good, you know, like month beforehand. I know. I would just always see her. And it was, I, I think I, okay, her lab is like one year old. So I remember seeing it when it was very, very small. And now it's like full grown. It's, but I was like, oh my God, I want to be friends with her. Her, her dog is so cute. But yeah, it did work out. So just put yourself out there, fam. So sweet. Everyone wants to be friends with a puppy. I feel like I know dogs and babies are a great gateway to new friends. When I first got Bowie and and we were taking him to dog parks more often, that's like a really easy way to make friends like in your neighborhood. Like everyone wants to like pet your dog, talk about dogs. Mm -hmm. Like that's a really good segue. I think I talked about this on a previous podcast. If I had been single when I got Bowie, I would have had many boyfriends. The amount <laughs> of single men that would come up to me and ask to pet Bowie, I was like, whoa, sir, please do not talk to me. I would come home and tell Zach about like, this really cute guy came up to me and he's like, oh, yeah. Well, this cute girl came up to me when I was with Bowie as well. Thank you. <laughs> oh. Bowie, man and lady catcher. <laughs> For sure. Ivana uses Bowie's photo on her Tinder profile. So, and she says he's a gateway to many conversations. I've heard that babies are the same way. And actually, I uh, I clearly was lying before because I have made some mom friends within the last couple of years. When I was pregnant with Wes, we have a neighbor who was also pregnant and she was also renovating her house. And uh, the two of us, had it, it was actually we almost it was almost like we had a friend matchmaker because our uh we had a doula in common we both had like a, a pre prenatal doula um and our doula 
basically it was like, you guys have way too much in common not to be friends. Um, you know, you're both renovating your house. You're both in interior design. You are both, you know, due around April um, and you live a block away from each other. And so it, it was to meant be. to be. It was meant to be. <laughs> yeah. And so now our kids are best friends. Um, oh. And yeah, they just, I mean, they basically grew up each other w- with each other. We shared a nanny for a while. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it was like a match made in heaven. But I feel like that's, you know, kids and dogs. That's just one way to, you know, kids make friends so easily. They just mm-hmm. walk up to other kids and they're like, hey, I have a snack. Do you like snacks? <laughs> you know, it's like, I wish we could do that as adults. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would share my snack with everybody. Maybe that's what we should have been doing all along, guys. When we go to parties, just bring fruit snacks and just pass them around to people. Like a box <laughs> You'll of be everyone's best friend. Or like a little pouch of goldfish or something. Becky, as someone with no dogs and no kids as a buffer, and yet... <laughs> Probably the best at making friends. Oh, I know, Becky, you're so What's good at your strategy? Friends. I honestly, like when we were talking about this email and Ariel, <laughs> Ariel was like, Becky, you're so good at making friends. I was like, am I? And I was trying to think back at how I made any friends. And it's pretty much exclusively school and work. And then yeah. friends of friends. So I've always, I was really lucky to be, you know, I was in the arts since I was little. So being in theater classes, you're just with people who are super expressive and very emotional. So you form like bonds really easily. And then since that's what I went to college for too, I made like adult friends who were also like very expressive and empathetic and talked a ton. And then yeah, <laughs> once I once I was out in the world, since I was serving, you know, you, yeah. Nothing bonds people like a terrible customer. <laughs> I remember when you were working at that place on Beverly, yeah. and um, uh, and we we were like going out to a bar or something, and like you had like three friends show up, and I was like, th- "You have three friends? Like, wh- what is this?" <laughs> well, only like five of us worked in the store, so <laughs> group gatherings were a little easier. <laughs> like, Becky, you have so many friends. It's just different having, I think because I've had so many jobs, I've gotten to like keep friends from like every job. That's fair. I think, mm-hmm. except for Springles, maybe. That's probably the only one I don't. Mostly because they were like 18. We hung out like once or twice and I was like, I don't know. I think I might be a little old. Are you guys really good at like, uh, like keeping in touch with friends? Like if you haven't seen a friend for a while, you, you'll text them and be like, hey, we should, we should get a drink or we should go for a hike or something. No. No, you're not. You're not that person. Any of my friends from home that are listening to this are screaming at their, you know, computers. Absolutely not. Becky is a demon. (laughs) I I am so bad at like if you don't call me on the phone, chances are it's a 50 50 if I'm going to respond to a text. I like look at it and then I'll put it down and I'll just totally forget. Mm -hmm. And then it'll pop in my head like a week later and I'll be like, but all my friends that call me, those are, we get on those. I'm like, okay, so you, hello. So you do answer the phone when people call? <clears throat> I do. If I have, if I have their number, I'll answer it. Cause I also am like super anxious and I'm like, they're dying. Hello. <sighs> so I, when I came into the group, you guys had already been friends. So I wanted to be a part of that. But luckily I was very much welcomed into the group chat very early on. And I was so shocked. I remember when... 
Matt had uh, had titled it, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a part of it. This is so cool. Um, but it <laughs> felt very natural. I never felt like, I don't know, in elementary school, I was always fighting to impress people or get people to like me. But with you guys, I didn't feel that way at all. And that's probably why you guys are still my friends now. But <laughs> I felt like it was very natural. If it was like anything traumatic, I think it would have stuck out. But no, you guys are all great. Yeah. Do you think that's the difference between making friends uh, when you're younger and making friends when you're older? It's like you don't really judge your friends mm. as much anymore. You're just lucky to have them. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And I think true. that a lot of my adult friendships now, it like when I was younger, it was more so like what we had in common. But now I think um, a lot of the friends that I keep now, we're all very different and we just all support each other and it like doesn't matter. It's not like a competition and like we're genuinely excited for things that are happening in each other's lives and supporting them. And Did you guys feel like you had strong friendships in middle school and high school or less so? Because I feel like those are the hardest, like the competitive stuff you just mentioned Maggie like all of that stuff is such a time of adolescence I feel like uh I had a really close group of friends in like middle school uh and we all met in elementary school we all lived very close together um because we were all zoned for the same school and it was probably a like a a group of five or six of us that and like plus or minus like a couple people would come and go but there was a good like five or six of us that always stuck together and uh I still keep in touch with a couple of them um you know like Instagram and uh uh, other social media apps make it a little bit easier to keep in touch with your old old friends there's just something about growing up together that just bonds you you know, mm-hmm. just having mm-hmm. known each other for so long. I talked to her on the phone and it's like no time has passed. Truly. No matter what oh, happens, sweet. you know, like I've, I've had a kid. We both got married, you know, it, but it's like nothing has changed. It's, mm-hmm. I feel like it's, that's it's, how it's the best unreal. friendships are. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, I moved in high school um, and I made some I made some some good friends. Uh, that was tough because you know, you don't know anybody um, and you and you're only really with them for a few years. Um, and we all had we had certain things in common, like the fact that we all lived abroad and, um, you know, that our parents worked in various expat like expatriate uh, things. And we were all a part of this expatriate community. But I kept in touch with a few of them for several years after col- or after high school. Um, but most of us have just sort of lost touch. I don't know if you could call it a falling out because it's not like it's not like I don't like them. You know, uh, it's it's more just that as you get older, you sort of you almost prioritize certain friendships over others. Mm-hmm. Do you guys yeah. think that's true? For sure. That sounds more like a fizzle than a fall. A fall yeah. is a bit more yeah. aggressive. I was very fortunate. Again, I think theater was like a very... Like, I mean, it was obviously a very large part of my life, but like it also brought me to some really wonderful people. And yeah, I was very fortunate at my wedding. I had one of my best friends since like fifth grade was there. My maid of honor was my high school best friend. She also designed everything for us. She's graphic designer and she also did the labels for Keith's hot sauce. 
Um, She's very talented. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, one of my other bridesmaids, best friend from high school. Two of my other best friends were like ushering. Um, Yeah, I would say I have more from high school that like my core high school group has stuck together pretty well. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think we're all really good at the exactly what Ariel was talking about. We're like, we don't necessarily talk every single day. But when we do talk, it's like no time has passed. We're just like gabbing like crazy. Um, yeah, but I would say, yeah, a good good core group of high school friends I still have. And we still go on like one of them got married and we went to Mexico and all went to like a resort and got to hang out and just have like a very fun three days. <laughs> I know the majority of my the friends that I keep in contact with now are high school as well. Something about I mean, I guess going to an all girls school, you all have that like joint trauma and like seeing each other grow from like awkward teens into like our adult selves. Uh, I don't know. Um, but a lot of them live out of state. So it's kind of hard to coordinate us all getting together, but the Mm -hmm. same, the common thread, if it feels like months will pass or one of them has just gotten married and yada, yada, but uh, we'll get on the phone and it's like nothing. I haven't missed anything at all. And it doesn't feel forced whatsoever. And there's no, even though we are both in agreement that a lot of time has gone by and like we should like keep in contact more, like we we still find, e- find each other months down the road and it's just like, it's just natural. It's not like a one-sided thing because I have had a couple friendships in the past where one was frustrated that I wasn't reaching out enough and that was during nursing school where like all my time and energy was focused into this one thing and they were just I think that they were just doing something else or one of them was taking a year off and they were just very frustrated with me and why I couldn't give them more time and energy that I was giving at the time so that was one that kind of Mm -hmm. had a falling out I think a lot of um, people struggle when uh, a really close friend of theirs gets into a relationship and balancing uh, time with their partner, time with their friend, time with their family, time for their health and other things going on in their lives gets to be really tricky. And I think it's hard to mm-hmm. prioritize all and like balance all those things as we grow older. And I, I think especially with you two having kids, like how do you prioritize, like how do you balance your time between all those things? You don't. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I've never been a better friend than when I was single and had no children, just had a dog, you know? Yeah. Like, then yeah. I was like, sure, I'll come out. Sure, let's go on a hike. Sure, let's make bagels. Sure, let's go on a trip. And then yeah. you fall in love, you get married, you're spending all your time with that person, and then you have kids, and you're spending all your time with those people. It's hard. Keith and I were pretty lucky because we went to college together, but at different times that our friend groups actually overlapped. Mm. So Mm -hmm. that like balancing relationship, I would say the weirdest, not weirdest part, but the most surprising part to people was that we were dating. (laughs) So it was like seeing two people that you had not seen together all of a sudden be together. But like our our friend Ricky that married us, he officiated our wedding, was actually one of Keith's best friends when he was in college. And he mm-hmm. was, I think he's like a year or two younger. And then when I got to college, I became really good friends with Ricky, totally separate from Keith. So we just thought he was like such a good person to marry us because 
he had been friends with us both separately, but then knew us as a couple. So oh, I Venn diagram of Keith and Becky, <laughs> Ricky in the middle. Ricky's in the middle, yeah. Oh, but it was kind of nice. That's, yeah, it that's was nice. really, really nice having like friends that overlap because, mm-hmm. you know, when you get into a relationship, then, you know, that sometimes becomes a really tough, like tough waters to navigate because maybe you don't mm-hmm. like his friends or you don't like you guys just don't get along quite as well or your friends group don't mesh um i mean ned and i met really uh when we were when, when we were pretty young and so we really just had our college friends and when you're i mean when you're getting out of college and you're in that we, we were in a very very transitional place where we had just gotten out of college we were still figuring out our jobs we were still figuring out you know how to live as adults like on your own uh and so we got along with our each other's friends pretty well and actually i would say that ned has a very very close group of college friends that he has stayed in touch with for a long time um, and they've become some of our like very, very good friends, their wives, girlfriends. Um, Dr. You know. Travis. Dr. Travis. Mm-hmm. Actually, Travis. I know all of our Dr. Friends. Travis. Travis is Travis not is in college. Friend. Isn't Travis? Uh, Travis is from is from Jacksonville. He's he's like oh. a high school friend of Ned's. Maggie, how do you I mean, you and Zach, like you probably had completely separate friend groups when you guys. Yeah. Met. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he has his group of college friends. I have my group of college friends. But you guys, like try, try guys, and everyone is our common friend group. So you guys are our Venn yeah. diagram. Well, actually, no. Yeah. Most of you have known it's Zach, us. but I feel like you guys watched us like become one. <laughs> Did you guys ever have a friend breakup? I had a friend in college, like one of my first friends freshman year. Um, we were super, super close, me, her, and then my other best friend. And she like was just really, really mean to one of our other friends. Actually, it was Ricky. (laughs) Well, Venn diagram of Ricky. She was super like, she was just really mean and treated him really poorly. And there was a day we were in class and I think I did it via text because I was not ballsy. And I was like, yo, I don't think we should be friends anymore. You said Whoa, that point blank. It's like an actual breakup. Breakup. Well, because I don't like I don't like living in that weird limbo where there's any sort of like tension or anyone's like trying too hard to make something work. So I think just being honest and being like, which is also how all of my breakups in real life have gone. I'm just being <laughs> like, I don't think we should do this anymore. Because then I feel like you're just like harboring things, and things are gonna fester, and then you're gonna get in a big fight, and you're gonna things are going to spill out. So I realized I do have a big friend breakup. Oh, what? <gasps> what is that? I was very good friends for a year with my husband's ex-girlfriend. Um, and they broke up. And then we started secretly dating not that long after. And then oh. once we realized we didn't really want it to be secret anymore, I like told her and we had a big fight in Echo Park Lake Clem was there. We cried. She screamed at me. And then we never spoke again. Whoa. (laughs) Which is fair. Fair on her part. She was just really, she was like, you're living my life. And I was like, but it wasn't mutual. It's not your life. This is my life. But she was just very upset. So, and she had a right to be. We don't need to be friends. Anyone still friends with exes friends? Like, Ariel, do you know any of Ned's exes? Or Maggie, you know any of Zach's? 
I don't think Zach has exes. <laughs> I don't know any of Ned's exes. I I guess I've met a couple from like college, you know, just at like reunions and stuff. Ned's like, but he, but he was never like, I I guess he never really, Ned, Ned was like a, he was, he was a hoe in, in, in college. Uh-huh. He, he, like, he, he uh-huh. never, he never dated a, a girl for very long. Uh, oh he's going to kill me for saying goodness. this. You know, it, it was sort of, uh, it was from, this is, this is just from what like I have heard from him. It was, it was mostly just like a n- nothing serious. And, yeah. uh, and so, you know, we'll be at some, <clears throat> get together and Ned will be like, oh yeah, I, oh, that's that's the girl I told you about. And I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But no, I'm not really, I, I think that, that, you know, the fact that we were in such a big transition period and the fact that we don't, you know, we don't live in the same city as place that we went to college or the place that we grew mm. up. It makes it, it you know, it, it makes the friends that we have now, it makes them friends that we, that we want you know, friends that we like being with. I feel like there are some friendships and you guys correct me if I'm, I mean, you know, tell me if this has happened to you too. There are some friendships where like, it's almost a friendship of convenience where you have known each other for mm. so long, but maybe you don't particularly like being with the person or like it's it's maybe a, um, they don't really make you feel like the person that you want to be. Oh, have you guys ever had a friendship like that? Yeah, I had one from high school and it just seemed like, Anytime that it was always me, it was always me going to her. It was always me going to her, her college. And then when she moved back home, it was me going down. Even in high school, I think it was that way too. But it was just always me to her, me to her, me to her. And then I just finally got to the point where I'm like, this isn't really serving me. If anything, this other person is losing my friendship because I feel like I'm putting so much emotional and like physical energy into this. And if, this person doesn't make me feel good, then I think that it's best for my mental health to just kind of step away. That's the one that fizzled. I don't think it was, I don't think I've ever, and I think I should have messaged someone and been like, I don't think we should be friends no longer. Thank you. But I think it just, I just <laughs> stopped. You, I think I just kind of stopped. I think I just stopped putting the effort into it. And then I'm so much, more, I'm so much happier because I thought I was spending a lot of mental energy into like, why isn't this person reciprocating? Why don't mm. they like me? But you get to a point where it's just after so long, you just don't really, you shouldn't let, let it affect you so much. Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. I, someone sat me down. I think it was my, one of my other close friends from high school and was like, think about the last two years. Like, how has this friendship been serving you in the last years? And we've been friends for over 10. Yeah. I was like, well, let's take a snapshot of the last two years. Is it worth my time? No. It's hard to recognize that, right? It is. Maybe it takes someone pointing it out. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. And it it takes uh, effort on both your parts. It's, it's kind of like a like mm-hmm. having a relationship as well. Like you guys kind of have to both put in work. It's not something that's always going to be easy, especially if the friendship is meant to withstand the test of time. I think it's that way when you're making good new friends too. Like I remember when I met each of you at various points in time afterwards, I was like looking for reasons to like DM you on Instagram or text you. I in fact think I bought 
a face moisturizer that Becky had talked about just so I could be like, look, I'm using this too. (laughs) I just needed common ground. (laughs) I was looking to hang out. Rachel, you're the best. So So cute. I love it. I still have it. It's great. Wait, Rachel, we met two years ago now it's not the same jar of face cream right no no it's a new one it's a new one i'm still using it she likes it so much that she bought another one okay just double checking that it's not a two-year-old face cream i'll load up your sephora cart i don't actually know how long you're supposed to keep face cream well if you look on the bottom of your products skincare in particular um, sometimes makeup will have it, but there's a little jar on the bottom and it, it usually oh. says six months or 12 months. Um, some say three oh. months, but that's technically how long it's like potent. From opening. For, uh, yeah. Upon, I, I think it, it has to do with when it's exposed to air. So the first mm-hmm. time it, cause it starts to degrade after it's been exposed to air. Yeah. I know someone who has a spreadsheet. Oh. <gasps> That's Whoa. like a sp- does a spreadsheet. Yeah. I would wow. need like a calendar notification. And by you know someone, Becky, is it you? <laughs> it's me. I know someone. It's me. I'm asking no. for a friend. Um, um, actually, one of my friends. You don't know her. Um, no, but they just they have really sensitive skin. So they like have a little spreadsheet that says when they mm. open their product. And then if they had like a bad reaction. Um, they can look wow, and see if sense. an ingredient like upset them. I can't remember a time when I just went after a friendship. Mm. You know, usually it's it's kind of a mutual thing that sort of comes together in a way, or or that somebody will tell me, uh, you know, like we'll have a mutual friend who who then is like, you really should get together with this person. Like one of my very very close friends in LA, we met through like our I was uh, married to Ned at the time and uh, she went to college with his uh, with with or her 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 now husband went to college with Ned and um, and we like we when Ned and I came out to LA one year for just a trip and we met them and we met at a diner and the two of us just were talking for like hours and hours and hours and Mm. you know and then when when we moved out to LA, it was just, it was like, finally, we can be friends. <laughs> you know, we it, live it's, here. yeah, we live here now. Let's do this. But you know, it, it's, there are just certain friendships that you get so much from that you like, you know, I feel like, I feel like Rachel, I, I feel like I get a lot from our friendship, you know, like mm-hmm. we, we share a lot of like mom stuff and mm-hmm. you, you know, it's just like, you you're always gaining from certain relationships. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't have many friends that I just met like on the street or anything. <laughs> like, like I said, mine are all like work friends. They all came from some common bond and grew out of that. But I would mm-hmm. say, yeah, probably my two like most recent friends from my last job are like, as soon as they were there, I was like, we're going to be friends. We have the same sense of humor. We have the same mm-hmm. sort of like very like self-deprecating humor and also obsessed with memes. Um, but my friend TT and I would, we met at work and then we both had a love of movies. So we had that AMC movie pass. And then even before that, we had like the movie pass, oh. movie pass. 
And TT and I would literally just go to movies. Sometimes we would like get lunch before, but other times we would just be like, okay, I'm going to go to this movie at this time. Mm-hmm. Let's meet. And then we would just like share popcorn. And then we started <laughs> doing it like three times a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you went to a lot of movies. You went to a lot of movies. She beat me though. You, she beat me. She went to more than me. That is maxing out that AMC pass. Isn't it like only three movies a week? Yeah, three, you did. Yeah, we did the max. We did maximum. <laughs> three movies max a week. pass. Guys, I don't mean to sway away from friendships. But we have to talk about the friendships we foster in our homes. Mm. And by friendships that we foster, I mean our partners. Mm. Welcome to the first real podcast, not Patreon podcast, that has mm. couples court. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> couples court is one of our favorite segments. <laughs> When you said this you had a couples best. court, Becky, I was like, yes, <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> wait. So what couples our couples court, we're not going to tell you who the couple is. Well, I mean, you're going to know it's me and Keith because I'm the <laughs> one who has couples court this week. But I'm not going to tell you who's, who's person A and who's person B. I just want to hear your outside perspectives. Gotcha. Um, and then we'll just weigh in on like basically who's right and who's wrong and who needs, you know, to buy the other one a pizza. I don't know. <laughs> Lay it out. Lay it out for us, court is. So here it goes. So person A and B live in a shitty little apartment, according to the internet. And they don't have a dishwasher. <laughs> the dishwasher is person A and person B. Person A, I'm going to call them the more sane person, mm-hmm. takes a dirty cup. That dirty cup, where does it go? The sink. It goes into the sink if you cannot clean it right away. Person B is of the philosophy Mm. that the dirty cup should go next to the sink until they're ready to wash it. Mm. Extra layer, said shitty apartment does not have much counter space. We're working Mm -hmm. with probably Mm. this much room to actually like prepare any food. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. Who is right and who is wrong in this situation? I would just like to interject. I've had this argument. I, I have also played this. And this is a game that has been going on for years. It's forever. It's forever mm-hmm. until we get a dishwasher, I assume. <laughs> I, it, it'll continue to go on when you get a dishwasher, let me tell mm-hmm. you. Yes. Uh, because I, I like person A. I like to have my dishes in the sink. I like for dirty dishes... If you can't immediately put them somewhere, clean them, put them in the dishwasher. That's 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 my one big thing is if you have a dirty dish and the dishwasher is dirty, then rinse your damn cup and put it in the dishwasher. Don't just right. plop it in the sink. Right. <laughs> but if you if if the dishwasher is clean and you don't have time to empty it or uh you know or or, or you're just like throwing your coffee cup there and you got to run out the door or something, I understand. Put it in the sink. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you juror number yeah. 1. Mhm. I can see number two, number two. Okay. So why I'm trying to understand why the cup goes onto the edge of the sink. Is it because the intended use is for a seconds? Yes. Are we mm. saying, cause, cause, cause then you generate more cups, you know, and then no, no you don't agree. Okay. Cause I like to no, use no, one Becky's cup. Shaking her head. No, 
no oh. to the question of is no to the question to, or is person B using it's it just to generate dirty. another cup it's it is a dirty cup that needs to be washed it will not get reused oh okay mm. how big is the sink um imagine a shitty apartment sink <laughs> <That's what laughs> so, so a single <laughs> it is a tiny because it has a double but to put the dishes to dry would be to put them on even more counter space so we have the dish dryer in the second half of the sink Oh. Person B says his lot, their logic, sorry, not to give anything away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Their logic. I know. You had no idea this whole time. Person B's logic is that if they put the cup, typically it's a coffee cup. If the cup goes next to the sink and they're not going to wash it right away when they need to, like, fill up their water bottle or fill a pot or start making dinner or something they can't get under the sink because there's a Mm -hmm. dish in it now my argument for that would be and then you could do your stuff (laughs) that's the unspoken rule the unspoken rule is you should just wash it that is an excellent point that person b makes yes i will (gasps) say i i have to i i mean as a a person who No, no, no. As a person who who has had that problem before where I go to fill up, you know, a cup or something and or or like a pot and there's dishes in the sink, I do get very frustrated. But I will say I get more frustrated. Okay, but if you think about it this way, how often are you filling a pot versus how often are you Mm. going into the kitchen and setting something on the counter where you need the counter space. Wow, I love this question. I will forward it on to the (laughs) aforementioned party (laughs) to see if it changes any minds. I would also like to say person A and B are both do not like washing dishes. It's Mm. a mutual dislike Mm. of washing dishes, which we have been doing for six years in this apartment. Again, sounds like it's time for a new house. Yeah, we are trying so hard. This will solve so many problems. It will. It will be amazing. We did debate like probably on year three of moving in. We were like, should we just ask Frank if we could put a dishwasher in because the plumbing, it's got to be there, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. We don't know how plumbing works, but we're like, we could take out the cabinet and then put the dishwasher in. But then we're like, we'd have to ask him to like lower our rent or give us like a kickback because that's not free to put. No. (laughs) You know what we did in our last place was uh, we bought the dishwasher and she paid for installation because it's about the same. And yeah. and yes, that is the way that, that plumbing works. The dishwasher can <laughs> hooks up to the plumbing under the sink. Okay, that's what I thought, but yeah, we probably would have texted you first. You never know. <laughs> Are we? I probably I probably put that idea into your head. I you probably, probably was like, did, you guys need to install a dishwasher because <laughs> I know this has been going on for a long time. Yeah. Yes, a constant <laughs> constant conflict of the dishes, but now it's getting a little better. But the mm. the cups is still. And yeah. who does most of the cooking? Um, I would say before quarantine, I did. Mm-hmm. And now in quarantine, I would say we're like 50-50. And do you guys have the rule where uh, the person who makes dinner uh, doesn't wash up? No, it's just kind of whatever. No. There are some nights where it'll go like back and forth. There are some nights where he'll make dinner and then just be pooped and like sit on the couch and then I'll do the dishes. And then there are other days where like he'll... I'll make dinner and then just still clean it up or vice versa. Yeah. There are days where we'll do both. 
But yeah. quarantine is really killing us because of the, or the being at home more means we're cooking more. Mm. So it's like you wake up, more you dishes. clean the kitchen, you make food, you clean the kitchen, you do your work, you clean the kitchen, you make dinner, you clean the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. It only gets worse with more people. It gets yes. so Ugh. much worse. You're telling me Alfred's a nasty little eater getting food everywhere. <laughs> no, just kidding. Needs Alfie, paws. get it together. <laughs> he needs to learn to lick the dishes for us to clean it. <gasps> Clementine does do that. <laughs> yeah. So does Bean. He's he's our pre-washer. Alfred doesn't like human food, oddly enough. Picky he never like, goes for it. Sushi. He likes sushi fish. Sushi. Well, Becky, will you take your findings back to yes. the couple? I will bring my yeah. findings back to the couple. I'll present both sides of the answers that we got. Though what I'm hearing from you guys is he's out of order. Person A is correct. <laughs> <laughs> person A is correct. The meeting court. adjourned. Adjourned. <laughs> You're all free to talk about the case in public now. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So now that Becky, I know Becky, you spoke on having to clean so much more now that you're home so much. What are some sort of uh, things that you look forward to during the day during quarantine? Because I know a lot of us um, on the weekends, we're not used to going out as much. But what sort of been your seashells through all of this? I've been loving. I used to when Keith would leave to go to work, I would sing work from home to him. <laughs> And now he does. <laughs> so I've just he still it to her. Uh huh. He would like be walking out, and I'd I'd be like, "You can work from home, 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 home. You don't gotta go to work. It's work." And he'd be like, "I do have work. to go to work." <laughs> I do indeed. <laughs> but I've I've liked getting to spend more time in the mornings. Our mornings have definitely like gone from waking up at like seven to waking up at eight thirty or whenever. King Alfred decides yeah. we shall awake. That's glorious. Um, <laughs> but I've yeah, I've been liking that. More time in bed, sipping on our coffee. I do feel like I've gotten closer to Ned. And and I mean, being with Wes all day is is a, just a joy uh, at most of the time. Um, you know, it, but like we we eat all of our meals together. So I think that Wes is actually getting a lot from that. Um, you know, because we just, we sit down for breakfast, we sit down for lunch, we sit down for dinner, and he is such a funny kid. That <laughs> kid, like, I swear, mealtimes is, that's the time when he just lights up and he starts to act so much like his dad. And he, like, tries to make people laugh and mm. he'll make funny faces. Like, when my parents were here, he... Uh, without any of us realizing it, he was doing exactly what my dad was doing um, until uh, until my dad was like, hey, are you are you copying me? <laughs> and he totally oh. was. And, now, and, and then it was like, you know, 10 meals in a row when Wes would just be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> touching his nose, touching his head. It was so just, cute. it was ridiculous. It's just so funny. Or he'll say the most ridiculous things. I mean, he, he has started... Uh, um, saying like more coherent sentences um and he'll he'll remember things from books that we read to him um and there's one that's probably a little older than than what he like is probably reading at at this point well he's he's not reading but the ones that we should be reading to him <laughs> i was like he's reading i know no i know which is dragons love tacos because it's just such a funny oh. book it is such a funny <laughs> book um and there's this and there's this one part where um where uh, like the where the the, the the like the world runs out of tacos and they, and like the kid says he's he says like um 
uh, listen, guys, don't panic. And uh, and last night, Wes was like, you know, falling asleep. And we hear over the monitor, we just hear, listen, guys, don't panic. Listen, guys, don't panic. <laughs> and then they're looking at each other like, what? What is he saying? Until un- uh, until we realized that it was that he we, he was like, saying verbatim this sentence from this one book and we were like what is he saying it's just it's just silly it's so silly so cute i've been discovering like different things about my neighborhood that i didn't even know were a thing and like little pockets like uh, the area that we live in is pretty walkable um but i've been like walking farther and like no i don't know anytime i was on a walk with bowie pre-quarantine i just wouldn't look around it was just very much like sidewalk ahead of me but I don't know. I like really, I really enjoy being outside and I've found that I'm walking farther and like a lot of the streets are a lot different and the foliage is a lot different. So mm. I don't know, just kind of exploring different pockets of my neighborhood has been bringing me joy. And then is that I, cause you have more time now or just outside means so much more outside means a lot more to now like being able to go outside being able to walk um being able to experience good weather i don't know you start Mm -hmm. to look at things a little differently and a little slower Mm -hmm. um and then usually on sundays sundays have become like a lot more sacred i don't work as many sundays as i used to in the past um but we've gone the last two weekends to the local farmer's market. And like before we would always have like a family engagement or a friend engagement, birthday parties and stuff like that. So slowing down and kind of taking our time has made us become a little bit more mindful of our time and like what's important. So that's been getting me through. How about you, Rach? I don't know. We have more time with the girls. And so every morning I try and get them a breakfast snack, a snack you eat before breakfast and bring it into the living room and my husband makes me a cup of coffee and I'm always like, I just want 15 minutes of us all sitting together as the way to start the day before we make breakfast. And, you know, and the girls are like on board with it. They eat their snack. They bring their toys. It's really sweet. So that's really Aww. nice. But before, like Becky said, it would be like up, feed them, showers, got to go, pass off to nanny, then into the office. And so I just think that slow down is really lovely. That's nice. It's at 6 a.m., but otherwise, it's really lovely. (laughs) Well, guys, we've come to the end of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening to us. Make sure you're giving us five stars on that iTunes store, listening to us on Spotify and all the other ones. Um, Also, keep emailing us. I got to go. You know, I need those 500 emails to brighten my day. Um, it's you can sit with us pod at gmail.com. And then we actually have a little challenge for you guys this week. Um, since we're talking about making friends, if in the comments of this YouTube video, can you write ways that you have found that you've made friends? Because maybe we could all learn a little something from each other. Um, I like that. Yeah. Anything yeah. you have that, you know, come sit with us. Come sit with us. Right. <laughs> Write to us. Let us know. See you next time. Bye.